0: That's it. The first week of the new year is in the books, and there are some clear signals or biases in this week's price action that we need to talk about. We'll dig through some of the signals from this week's markets, how South American crops might influence the markets going forward, and what you should do about it in the weeks ahead.
1: Live from beneath a bucolic blanket of subtropical snow via Farm Journal broadcast. This is Agri Talk. This afternoon we'll chat with Greg McBride from Allendale Inc. I'm handsome newsman Davis Michelson, and now welcome the host of Agritalk, Chip Laurie. Did you say snow? I did say snow. Yes. I what also said. What
0: is happening down there?
1: I also used the word bucolic. Oh. Is a bucolic blanket Jeez. of subtropical snow it's gorgeous baby it started it? around 11 o'clock yeah and it was just like I was outside in fact I was hanging out in the backyard and uh-huh. I, I was like wait, right out of the corner of my eye I saw two two flakes come out of the yeah. sky right yeah. and then I saw some snow hey oh uh, <laughs> it's been getting heavier and heavier ever since uh that it's but it's like that those nice puffy it's almost like there's cotton balls Falling out wow. of the sky right now, you know? Wow. Lovely.
0: It's absolutely Look lovely. Look at you. Look at yep. you. Yeah, we are still trying to figure out exactly how the storm system uh, tomorrow into Sunday, and then again, mm-hmm. it looks like Monday into Tuesday yeah. is going to track as as it uh, gets closer to us. We've got some snow around Des Moines area, uh, southeast Nebraska, northeast Kansas, northwest Missouri, southeast Missouri, leading into some storms mm-hmm. down in Arkansas and Louisiana making their way across the Gulf Coast. And and it looks like kind of a tough weekend along the Gulf Coast and, and maybe even the uh, Atlantic Coast as we get through the weekend, dude. So mm-hmm. an yep. active weather weekend.
1: Absolutely, yeah. And then perhaps the potential for an active weather Monday would be uh, – right. I think is was right. the next thing.
0: Yeah, yeah. So it's uh, it's you know, I think we we've been living on borrowed time, right? Well, we really have.
1: Yeah. See, yeah. and for me, I can enjoy the snow. See, my wife is not into it at all. She's like, oh, come on, come on. Yeah. But yeah. It's it, chances are it's going to be gone in perhaps as little as 12 hours i was you know gonna what say I mean? in
0: the subtropics of the midwest they, they typically it doesn't last that long
1: it's tough to get it to stick now you folks yeah. are in a little different situation up there and right. i understand that
0: right but uh, we've also been in a situation up here where it rained on or er, rained where it snowed on halloween and you don't see it gone until april well that's true that's true so here we are the first yeah. part of the new year And still looking at green grass. The deer are still using my yard as a food plot.
1: Oh, I love that. So they're they're prancing around and it warms your heart. Absolutely.
0: Wish these (laughs) days would last forever. (laughs) Welcome to AgriTalk. I am Chip. And that is Davis. And uh, I'm looking forward to the conversation with Greg McBride coming up here in just a little bit. Greg is with Allendale. And uh, we've got a lot of things that we need to talk about. Let's get to the news.
1: Yep, I'm gonna go fast. Wheat futures opened to slightly lower, but spent very little time lower on the day before pushing okay, up the spike Bobby. resistance at 620 in front month soft red winter wheat futures. <laughs> futures are back at the middle of a broad five week trading range. Export sales of wheat in the weekend of December 28 totaled just 132,000 metric tons. That tally fell short of trade expectations. A mid morning slide in the value of the U.S. dollar index helped wheat futures hold on to modest gains through the close. Crop watchers are looking for a much more active weather pattern over the U.S. central and southern plains over the next 10 days, including snow ahead of a turn to colder temperatures. March HRW wheat futures today, two and a quarter cents higher, 628. March SRW wheat up two and a half cents to 616. March spring wheat closed at 712. That's up three quarters of one cent, Chip.
0: All right. Very good. Thank you. (laughs) On, the, on okay? the week, yeah, I was just thinking about, I'm going to go fast. Okay, Ricky, <laughs> let's go. Uh, March March SRW wheat on the week down 12 cents. Uh, March HRW wheat on the week down 14 cents. And March spring wheat down 11.5 cents this week. Well, corn export sales in the weekend of December
1: 28 totaled to nearly 368,000 metric tons. And that fell short of trade expectations and was a marketing year low for corn sales. The holiday depressed sales tally reinforced the narrative of slow demand for corn, helping to drive prices lower. March corn opened steady and tried to rally, but the market fell back with prices setting a new contract low in late trade. The closed near-session lows helped market bears build downside momentum before heading into next week. Expectations are high for a rainy ten-day period in Argentina to provide needed rain for that developing corn crop. There are also improved chances for rain in corn-growing areas of Brazil. Help yeah. me, Oprah Winfrey. March corn futures five and three quarters lower, four sixty and three quarters. May corn down five and three quarters cents to four seventy-three and a quarter. July corn futures closed at four eighty-three and three quarters. Chip, that's down a nickel today.
0: Yeah, it's it's that classic. You know, for the South American weather, it's classic middle of summer weather type market. And and you want to think that that the conditions that we've had to this point should be bullish, that corn trade. But because so much of the crop is a second corn crop produced later in the year, we've got a long time to go before we can determine just how much damage has been done to the overall crop. So a lot to learn about South American potential. March corn on the week. Down 10 and a half cents. July corner on the week, down 10 and a quarter.
1: Well, chip soybean futures started the week and the year with a downside gap and finished at the low of the week. Downside momentum is building in bean prices as crop watchers become more confident in forecasts, calling for improved rain chances in Brazil's northern production areas. Traders are still assessing damage already done to the Brazilian bean crop, with the U.S. ag attache in Brazil cutting its bean crop estimate 3.5 million metric tons to 158.5 million. Most expect crop potential to stabilize over the next 10 days. Export sales of beans in the weekend of December 28 totaled just 202,000 metric tons. That was well short of trade expectations and was a new marketing year low. Tom Cruise, use your Scientology to stop the bears. March beans 11 and a quarter cents lower, 1256 and a quarter. May beans down 12 and a quarter to 1264 and a quarter. July beans closed at 1269 and three quarters down 13 and one quarter cents, Chip.
2: Yeah.
0: Soy complex race to the downside this week. March soybeans down 41 and three quarter cents. July beans down 43 and a quarter. March bean oil down 55 points and March soybean meal down $16.60. Well, cotton export sales weekend of December 28 totaled just over 131,000
1: running bales. China, the lead buyer, March cotton, seven points higher today, 80-19 on the week, Chip.
0: Yeah, down 81 points. Well, front month live cattle
1: futures broke through resistance at 170 to start the year, then spent the rest of the week reinforcing 170 as a new level of support. Beef export sales for 23 and 24 totaled 16,600 metric tons, February fat cattle, 55 cents lower, 170, 57 and one half. March feeder futures off a buck 50, $2. 24 15. Snout side, Feb lean hog futures rejected trade at 65 cents earlier this week and recovered to close near the high of the week. Pork export sales for 23 and 24 totaled just over 27,000 metric tons. Feb hogs, 95 cents higher, 70 bucks on the snout chip.
0: Yeah, positive week in the livestock trade. February live cattle up $2.7 and one half cents. March feeder cattle up a dollar and a nickel and February Lean Hog Futures up two dollars two and a half cents. Okay, Greg McBride from Allendale Inc. is our guest analyst today. Looking forward to the conversation with Greg. We'll start with money flow and what uh, what he learned from the market this week. We'll do that next, right here on AgriTalk.
3: My mom's got a new case I extractor and it can do it all.
1: When news breaks, the news makers talk about it on AgriTalk with Chip Flory.
0: I ain't as good as I see, here's another one that sometimes I have problems with. Yeah? Yeah. Davis, you now, are every bit as good as you once was. was. Well, I would say the same Same about you. But you would say it, but mm-hmm. I mean it.
1: Oh, see, there's a distinction there. Yeah. yeah. There really is.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh. Welcome back to Agritalk. I'm Chip. That is Davis. Hello. Uh, This is Agritalk. And uh, uh, here we are at the end of the first week of a brand new year of trade. Yeah, man. Yeah. And a lot of things still up in the air that we're trying to figure out. Greg McBride with Allendale Inc. is our guest analyst today. And he is here to help us try to figure it out. Greg, welcome to Agritalk. How are you?
5: Oh, great. Thanks, guys. Appreciate uh, the invite.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Glad that you are here. Everything okay?
5: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Just a yeah. uh, uh, little battered and bruised from this week, huh?
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the markets did kind of leave us that way, especially the the soy complex, some 40 plus cent losses in the soybean market, 1660 lower in bean meal. Bean oil kind of treaded water, but I mean, Treading water in in bean oil at this point is is got to be kind of considered a win, right?
5: Yeah, it's this has been a rough one uh, with the uh, with the oil share and and all this. And, and you know, you look at some of these markets and and you get the crude seeing mm-hmm. seeing gains today, strong gains, yep. and we can't get any part of that what yeah. i i mean this has been a this has been a rough a rough run for the uh for the bean market and a lot of it uh, is you know just rain makes grain you know we look at the we look at those forecasts coming into uh into the first uh couple of weeks of the year and it's it take uh, take some down and and you know these guys these guys may end up having a crop it may just be like what we just dealt with uh, this past summer
0: yeah yeah y- you know and this bean oil situation it's a, it's a situation where the the conversation about renewable diesel and sustainable aviation fuel it it got so hot so early in that conversation that a lot of people just kind of thought well it's going to happen overnight we're going to see this renewable diesel market explode The sustainable aviation fuel is going to take up every extra pound of soybean oil that we can make it's still a process and it is still something that is developing with the additional crush capacity that's coming online right
5: yeah it's in its infancy and this is this program is is supposed to be like a, a five to ten year uh deal yeah. before it actually becomes a a, a real deal you know, for lack of a better term, takeoff point for the, uh, for the beans. I think the writing's on the wall for the, uh, uh, for the government here. This is similar to, to, uh, to the corn situation with ethanol way back in, you know, 2004, 2005, and then when it took off in 2006. You've got, to, you've yeah. got the, the government looking at all the production that we have in this particular field, whether it's the, the bean market now, and yeah. saying, we are second banana to, to Brazil. Mm-hmm. we've got to find another way to to utilize this uh this crop and because brazil's sell, selling most of it to uh, to china and they've taken over the line share we taught them how to grow it and they're yeah. doing better at it than we are yeah so i think there's i think there's some time for this but it's you've gotta you've got to take it with and be patient because it's it, it is not an overnight deal
0: right right so be patient with it that fits with the idea that we're going to be looking at a year, maybe more, of tighter margins, tighter returns in row crop production, doesn't it?
5: Yeah, and and you know you look at uh, what we've done with um, you look at what we've done with uh, with rates and and raising rates and and thing everything yep. is tighter. Yep. In- inputs are still sky high. The and you know everybody talks about. Uh, uh, inflation coming down. Well, inflation is coming down, but think about it. We're, we're 3% over last year, right? Or 4% over last year, that was right. up seven, nine, eight percent So, mm-hmm. you know, prices are not coming down. They're just coming back a little bit. They're easing off yeah. the highs a little they're bit. They're not going and up these...
0: as fast as they were.
5: No. And, yeah. and with the couple of years that we had from basically late twenty to you know this past uh let's call it actually it was it would have been about a year ago when the market started to kind of come off those highs yep um you know the it's it's been all about the inflation well these these you know, some of these landowners got uh, got used to seeing the higher prices, so they raised their uh, they raised what their rents are going to be. There's uh, it's tough. I mean, the you know, it's not like uh, it's not like you can go out and and finance a tractor for any less than you used to be able to yeah. either. Everything has gone up, and that's that's going to be the issue with these guys is everything's going to be running a little bit tighter. I don't think it's necessarily going to put you know as many people out of business as what we were looking at a few years ago, but it's a tough situation. I, I, I get a little bit nervous, but I still have some hope that there's, there's some potential upside uh, uh, to these markets that we'll be able to work with uh, this year. And it's, but it's, that's the whole thing. We go back to it every year and we talk about it. When you get that opportunity, you got to take it. You got to do something with it.
0: Yep. Yeah. So know what your costs are. I mean, there's going to be some eye rolling as I go on this soapbox again. But know what your costs are, and once you get a positive return over your expected likely costs for the year ahead, you need to be more willing to pull the trigger on sales anytime you've got a positive return, and especially if you're into that five, seven and a half percent return, something that you know two years ago would have been laughed at as a as as you only made how much, but in the year ahead, putting seven and a half percent over your costs in the bank. Might not be a bad deal.
5: Yeah, absolutely. It's 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 one of those things where you know it, can you can you get away with uh, maybe some uh, some iron that's uh, running at uh, at yeah. five to ten years old instead of upgrading? You know whether that's the whether that's the actual you know tractor, the the plow, the planter, you name it. Um, you know everything's gonna be a little bit tighter. But like I said, I I, I do think there's potential. And we always get some sort of an opportunity. Yep. You know, it, it's very seldom that you should have made your sales the fall before, you know.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Uh, we've. Uh, yeah, yeah, we got time to go ahead and start this part of the conversation. We've got some important reports coming up one week from today. Mm-hmm. Between now and then, Greg, what do you want listeners thinking about or maybe preparing for from the annual production summary, quarterly grain stocks and the winter wheat seedings?
5: Well, I think the, the thing to, to remember is, is, you know, first and foremost, a lot of eyes are going to be on what does the USDA or CONAB do with production in Brazil? I think everybody's pretty well established that Argentina's back It's not a record crop. Nobody really necessarily is paying attention to them other than the fact that they're back. Uh, Brazil is the big one uh, right now. And you're looking at cuts anywhere from i think mean, usda was 163 on the last report uh, conab was 162 and a half something like that yeah. you're looking at cuts down i've seen as low as 151 million metric tons to 100 158 uh, i think that's where the attache came in uh, this yeah. morning was what, around 58. that 158 Five. Yeah. So, you know, I think our uh, Allendale's numbers at like 156, we're going to see a cut. The thing that people have to remember is, yes, you're cutting off of what was uh, essentially a 168, say, six months ago. Everybody thought this is going to be a monster crop. Uh, take off of last year's monster crop and, and add on. Well, it didn't, it's not going to work out that way. But you also have to think about this. 100, and, Even if it's that worst case scenario right now, 151 million metric tons. Mm -hmm. that is still their second largest crop ever that is still a monster of a crop so it's not a failure but it is definitely a disappointment compared to where we were a few months ago that in itself could give us a reason to maybe see some higher prices in the short term especially here you know domestically to be able to give us a chance to maybe let go of a few more of those bushels if we could yeah. get back up there, we've left. You know, we talk about. Uh, I heard Davis uh, talking about the uh, the gap that we left. We've left breadcrumbs on this market uh, for for a <laughs> while. Whether that was yeah. the actual chart gap today, or an unreversed close, which is basically a, a, a gap off of a previous day's close. It doesn't necessarily have to be a daily gap, but an hourly gap. Yeah. There's spots to go back to on this market, and you can go all the way back to thirteen seventy four and a quarter on the uh, on the March contract. So there's there's spots to go, and if you look at where we're at on our own ending stocks, two twenty, two twenty five. Yeah, we are we're undervalued right now. We're probably undervalued by a a dollar or so. So yeah, I wonder. Doesn't necessarily mean it. Yeah, yeah, Uh, yeah.
0: I I wonder that, and then at the same time, it feels like corn is holding up pretty remarkably well with that 2.1 billion carry forecast out in front of it.
5: Yeah, we've had that. We've had the forecast of, of, of oh, $4 and 30 cents for yeah. a long time. And, and it's, it's held pretty well. So 2.1 yep. is, is still holding there, but okay. there's some opportunity there. Yep. Greg,
0: when we come back, we need to take that conversation just a little bit further. You know, corn may be outperforming in the face of a big carryover, soybeans, underperforming, with a tighter carryover, we'll talk about that relationship a bit more when we get back with Greg McBride from Allendale. Let's
1: go to the markets page at profarmer.com and check today's closes. Where March hard red winter wheat futures were two and one quarter cents higher at six twenty eight. March soft red wheat up two and a half cents to six sixteen. On the uh, on the corn side, there uh, there we go. March corn futures five and three quarters lower, four sixty and three quarters may corn down five and three quarter cents to 473 and one quarter march beans uh 11 and one quarter cents lower twelve fifty six and a quarter may beans off 12 and one quarter cents to twelve sixty four and one quarter march cotton was seven points higher eighty nineteen. on your livestock's february fat cattle 55 cents lower one seventy fifty seven and one half march feeders down a buck 50 to 24 15 and feb hogs 95 cents higher at 70 bucks even get more market news every single market day, visit TriProFarmer.com.
4: From powering irrigation engines to warming buildings, propane has always been a part of American farm life. Now you can be a part of propane's future and save money at the same time.
3: see in the dark with its powerful led lights hook up all the implements ship like a race car steer with ease and it can also cool my juice box yeah her case ih tractor can do
2: everything she needs it to looking for a tractor that can do it all check out caseih.com go on the offensive against weeds with Antares complete from helena
1: Opinions expressed on Agritalk do not necessarily reflect the views of Farm Journal Broadcasting, affiliate stations, or sponsors. I don't know what you're thinking. So call us at 855-4-TALK-AG and tell us what's on your mind.
0: Welcome back to Agritalk. We are in the middle of a conversation with uh, with today's guest analyst, Greg McBride from Allendale, Inc., we were talking about the relationship between corn and its carryover, corn prices, and the carryover projection for corn, bean prices, the carryover projection for beans. When you look at them, it feels like corn's overperforming, corn prices are, bean prices underperforming. Greg, it it's almost like the two markets have decided, listen, we know there's the potential for, uh, you know, a, a, price friendly story out there for beans it's hard to make the case for higher prices on corn we'll just meet in the middle for now and wait until we figure out acres in the US
5: yeah i mean that's that's kind of the way it is we've been we've been saying for a long time uh, for you know 430 and and if you really did the math on 2.15 and i know that's not where we're at right now but 2.15 or even 2.2 like we we've seen it was sub four dollars yeah. uh, i don't think we ever go there but uh, yeah the, we're holding it uh, up until you know what uh last week or so we were holding 480 pretty well yeah. um we saw some dips but uh, i i mean i can i can look at this this report next friday and i could i can give you a bullish scenario and it's 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 a little bit of a head scratcher but it 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 would work the problem is it doesn't necessarily make the market bullish that's the problem so okay. you know i mean you go in and you start talking about uh the the last three cattle on feed reports yeah so those have been bearish we're talking three three straight months that's yep. a that's a quarter you're going into a quarterly grain stocks report with feeding more cattle than what uh, what was originally thought well the biggest pencil whip that the usda has is feed and residual on these quarterly grain stocks reports back in 2020 in september of 2020 they they lowered it by like 225 million bushels and all of a sudden after everybody had marketed the old crop we had a an old crop story that was bullish right well you come in and and you say okay well we're feeding more cattle what if the usda comes in and adjusts that that number by 150 or 200 million bushels and then you look at our our export number and the way that the exports have been performing and we're out we're we're better priced than brazil right now the way the exports are performing you could take and add 50 million bushels to your export demand on the WASDI report. Next thing mm-hmm. you know, you're not talking 2.1 billion, you're talking 1.9 or or even yep. maybe 1.8. It's not bullish, but it sure as heck looks a lot better and it looks a little more towards that $5 and everybody's going to point out the gap at that 5.37 area. Yep. There's there's potential. And I'm I'm not I would be looking at that as an opportunity to to sell more cash. Yeah. That's yeah. like the hail man. mary that we look for every year in in the in the winter, right?
0: You you laid out an intriguing
5: scenario, though,
0: Greg, and and uh, uh, something that I mean, it's quite possible that it that it could play out that way. And and man, oh man, I after if we would get that that scenario on the grain stocks, and. You know, it's been thrown out to me this week, and it's something that I hadn't even really considered, Greg. Which is a sh- you know shame on me for for kind of blowing it off and thinking that it it couldn't happen. But what if USDA does cut that national average corn yield even by a bushel, because it feels like everybody's leaning in the opposite direction. A bushel adjustment to the downside in the in the annual production summary, I don't think should be considered any big deal. But if it catches you leaning in the wrong direction with higher than expected feed and residual use in the first quarter of the marketing year, and let's throw another 50 on the export number, all of a sudden, you can at least get the, the funds out of their short positions, right?
5: Yeah. I mean, you wouldn't even have to get out of the short position. You just bring it, you know, bring it back from this, you know, 175, 180 million bushel or 180 million, yeah. uh, you know, that they've got this 180,000 uh, that they're, they're short. Actually have got the update. It's 197,000 now. So, you know, yeah. you're looking at if they were to just come out of 150 of that, get yourself oh, back geez. to more of a neutral position Yep, that, that turns this market on its head. It's not, like I said, it's not necessarily bullish, but it sure gives us some breathing room to say, okay, we've got another chance to maybe get some, get some sales on because you're right with the, uh, with a potential of just a bushel, even a half bushel when yeah. you're raising as much, as much corn as we are, it's, it's a big number. It, it changes us substantially.
0: Yeah. Wow. Okay. Interesting. You got any, uh, intriguing scenarios you want to lay out on bean stocks
5: no (laughs) i'd (laughs) love to tell i i mean i i i really think the the big thing is you know obviously our bean stocks are are fairly tight and i think that's what is getting lost in the in the shuffle of this sell-off that we've seen you know we've gone and we've seen fourteen dollars enough times that you know you can go back and say well there was your opportunity there was your opportunity well we're still there we're still you know roughly to 220 it, it wouldn't take much i think there's some concerns uh, that are greater in the beam uh, complex that are that are definitely holding us back because you look at um you know maybe it's you look at uh, some of the issues with uh, shipping up and down the river, you know, we're not, we're not, we're not stopping shipping up and down the river because it is a little yeah. bit lower, but we're we're slowing it down. Right. Um. That could that could be an issue that we're watching. Brazil has been now. Brazil's at the end of their old crop marketing year. There's there's almost nothing left in the in the stores for them to say, okay, we can, we can ship you some more China, but the problem is. They're coming in with the uh, with the new crop right now. I mean, they've got early early harvest right now, so they've been on uh, they've been under us for price for almost a year at this point. Mm-hmm. So that that's another issue. And we saw a nice comeback, and and the USDA should probably increase our export demand uh, by maybe 10 million 10 million bushels. The mm-hmm. problem is that that 10 million bushels doesn't really go very far when you're you're pretty well done with your marketing for for this year and and the marketing year doesn't even end until august right right
0: right. which is why the market is going to be as focused on south america as it is
5: absolutely absolutely and then you know you start you start looking at all those problems that they had early in that season and it was similar to what we had you know we the the giant crop that we were going to have did get some shaved off of it sure. uh, right off the top. And it you know we got we got saved by some timely rains uh, here in the Midwest and and that helped. That's the way they are too. They got some shaved off at the top. And then once they've gotten into now you know, their reproductive phase and and podfill, they're seeing some of those rains. Now, if you go and look at Mato Grosso, though, uh, November and December were the hottest and driest that they've seen. I think Goyas was the same way was the hottest and driest they've seen in like 25 years. So it's not a perfect scenario, even with some of these rains, it'll, it'll help. But that's where I, I kind of look at it and I say, well, I don't want to be, I don't want to be just a raging bull, but I also see the opportunities that are out there and guys that have, have, you know, bushels left. I think there's another opportunity. It's just, it's just, We've got to see what they say on on uh, on Friday next week. Yeah. We've kind of suffered over the last couple of weeks with really no information other than watching the weather maps.
0: Right, right, okay. So uh, let's switch gears. Go over to the livestock trade. You talked about the uh, uh, the bigger than expected number of cattle on feed over the you know, the last quarter. What does that mean for us as we get into the new year?
5: Well, it's, we've started to, this market started to, to accept that, you know, we saw that big flush from basically September until late November, we've started to accept that the problem that you have now is that you know we've got more cattle on feed in the short in the short term we've got uh, less marketed in the short term it, whatever it, whatever the the bearish scenario goes but you're now starting to see those cash uh, cash cattle starting to come back a little bit i think we were a dollar to 2 dollars higher uh, across the board this uh, this week you also have some weather coming in you guys talked about it earlier is that yeah. there's there's some snow that's out there now depending on where it hits how bad it hits that could be the reason that we catch another bid on the on the way here okay. you look at the 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 uh, box beef numbers they've been atrocious this week now we did rebound to 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 end out the week at least on the am report but if those numbers start to come back you know, we've got an opportunity to maybe kind of start working our way back up into the spring. We know that the numbers, the production numbers for 2024 are still going to be on the friendly side. It's just right now in the first, you know, six months or so, we're, we're a little heavy right now.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. Boy, the way that the funds have treated this cattle market, we need to pay attention to what they're doing as much as anything else, right?
5: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, they they are holding a very minor uh, long position in in the fats. The feeders are are slightly short, but you have to remember that this is these numbers that you see on on uh, the fund position for uh, for these cattle and the feeders and the and the fats they don't necessarily trade as big a volume as what they do in say the corn or the beans or anything like that. So a short position of 2,500 contracts, that's that's 25% of their largest short position ever. That's yeah. a pretty substantial short position for feeders. And there for a long time, we'd never seen the cattle actually even be short uh, for the funds.
0: Right, right, good, good perspective good perspective there greg that was fun man thank you so much for making time for us
5: thanks guys i appreciate it
0: you bet greg mcbride allendale inc here on agritalk okay when we come back it's time to put a wrap on the first week of trade of 2024 we'll see what davis learned this week okay that's next here on agritalk
1: Our name says it all. Agritalk. What more do you need to know? Welcome back to Agritalk, everybody. Well, I'm, uh, I'm thinking about playing. Uh, let's set up. You know what? Your pal Davis Michaels in here. I'm thinking about setting off a round of be careful what you wish for. Chip, Ooh. you in? Huh?
0: I, I am all in. All
1: in. Because at the end, you wished for uh-huh. knowledge. Now, let me ask it a, a better way. Let me say it a better way. You wondered what I learned this yeah. week. Yes. Uh, be careful what you wish for. The Wall Street <laughs> Journal reports, many young women in China are choosing not to have more children due to government pressures, harassment, and concerns about the sacrifices of child rearing. This trend has created a crisis for the Communist Party, which is yeah. eager to address the aging population issue by yeah. encouraging more births. Chip, yeah. uh, how do you encourage women to have more children? <laughs> <laughs> I these are not waters I, I, I want to swim in yeah you know well
0: thank you for joining us this week everybody i'm glad that you uh um, careful what you wish for yeah it's something that i don't know if i'm really comfortable talking about that except to say this you go back mm-hmm. not that long ago 10 eight years ago and every now and then i still see it where we were talking about you know everybody Everybody was talking about the global population is headed to 9.5 billion people. How are we ever mm-hmm. going to feed that many people? We mm-hmm. need to increase our productivity. We need to do this. Now, I'm not saying that China's population trends alone are going to stop the population from growing, but it's it, China China's population is going to be getting smaller. It's mm-hmm. not getting bigger. As a matter of fact, it could get significantly smaller over the next even 10 years davis
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: uh the next 20 years they could have a half a billion people less than what yeah. they have now half a billion yep less yep. than what they have now
1: yep well and you know this this particular story was about young women in china but uh I've seen other stories. The young men in China uh, yeah. are not without blame themselves. They like their video games. They like their little movies they watch on their phones. They don't feel yeah. like they need young women in their life right, right now. You know, right. it's a bad situation, bro. It is. Mm-hmm.
0: It is. Yeah. They 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 will. We we kind of laugh at the uh, demographic or the fact that in mm-hmm. Japan, adult diaper sales outpace diaper. Yep. Sales, um, if, if it's not to that point in, in China, it will be very soon. Yep. And you run out of workers. When you run out of workers, you run out of gains in productivity. There you go. And yep. your GDP goes flat. Mm-hmm. Goes flat. Yeah.
1: Uh, Tesla lost its position as the world's most popular maker of electric vehicles yep. to Chinese rival BYD. Over the past year, Tesla sold just shy of a half million EVs. China's BYD sold around three million over the same period, Chip. Um, I bring this one up. We discussed it. Uh, this is quite the expanse here between the nearly half million Tesla, Tesla sold and the around three million that China's BYD yeah. sold over the same period. Um, we're starting to see some pushback. We're seeing pushback on ESG. We're seeing pushback on, you know, and it's not huge. It's not a giant movement right now. But, Chip, I do feel like we're seeing some pushback, even on, you know, what you might call, quote, unquote, wokeness and these sorts of things that, that push mm-hmm. the pendulum so far to one direction or the other.
0: Yeah. Feels like we're seeing things begin to shift. Yes. Thank God. Yeah. Um, I mean, this whole ESG issue, mm-hmm. when we started talking about it, was it two years ago, Davis? Uh, I I think that's That'd right. about right. Mhm. Um as as we started talking about it 2 week 2 years ago it 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 kind of scared us at the time and then as it peaked with mm-hmm. some of the investment portfolio, portfolios you know mm-hmm. putting ESG language into their investment strategies. Right. That's why I'm like, okay, we have jumped the shark. This yep. is it. This has got to be as bad as it's going to get, and you know, logic. Logic is prevailing over ESG and understanding that there is a cost to everything associated. I mean, mm-hmm. you look at what's happening in Europe, the Netherlands, with the forced liquidation of cowherds and. And reduction of farm size and the revolts that are happening there. If if you want, if 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 you're interested in letting that happen here in the United States, then let the ESG message continue. Mm-hmm. That's right. Then let it continue. Yeah. If you would just assume that that does not happen, oh my gosh! As I'm saying this, I swear to God, I swear to God, a bald <laughs> eagle just flew by my window. Ca-caw! As I am saying this, there it is again. It's encouraging me to keep this going. If you want it, if you want that kind of European crap here in the U.S., let ESG continue and continue to grow.
1: That's right. That's right. It does feel like Americans are getting the message and uh, yes. Americans with the power to make moves to stand against it. For a yeah. while there, it just seemed like we, you know, those of us who prefer common sense. Well, we're just going to be overrun.
0: It's you know? called a dollar bill. Mm -hmm. You know, votes are one thing. Votes are one thing. But when investors start putting their money where their thoughts are and it does not include ESG, then all of a sudden those that were favorable towards ESG start to change their opinions.
4: Mm -hmm.
1: Hey, there's a a big blue thumb in the six to 10 day temperature outlook. I think somebody must have had the thumb over the camera or something yeah january
0: 11th through the 15th we've got the six to ten day outlook below normal temperatures expected from illinois westward so that below normal temperature area is just moving very slowly to the east we've got above normal temperatures expected ohio uh eastern kentucky and tennessee to the east Uh, and up in Alaska. We're looking at mostly above-normal temperatures in Alaska. Above-normal precipitation expected across most of the country, a band right through the Corn Belt, through the biggest corn-producing areas, uh, is is expected to see elevated odds of above-normal precipitation. Real quick, on the 8 to 14 day, the below-normal temperatures continue to move to the east. We stick around with the above-normal precipitation in the forecast as well. Thank you so much for listening today. Appreciate it. We got machinery repeat on Monday morning. That's worth coming back for. We'll see you Monday right here on AgriTalk.